right. So we are at an important juncture in the Marvel Cinematic Universe timeline. Okay. External to the events happening on screen. About a month ago, about a month before this show that we're talking about today dropped. Yeah. Feige was named chief creative officer of Marvel Cinematic uh, or Marvel Studios. Okay. He. Uh, I know that means something to somebody. Sure. The separation between the MCU and the comic book creative team has been going on for a few years, but now it is fully official. Okay. Everything going forth is Feige's product. Okay. I mean, how much of a hand does he have in everything? A lot. Or is he literally just a guy sitting in a desk uh, reading stuff and going, yeah, I don't like it, change that? This is going to become the Feige cinematic universe. Yeah, just because Uh, he's the guy at the head of it doesn't mean he had actual input. What you're going to see, because also uh, Marvel Television will get wrapped up in, uh, what you're going to see is that outside projects, aside from the fact that Sony will still own Spider-Man, Course. And Fox and will. Hulk? Hulk is universal. Oh. Uh, aside from the fact that Sony still owns Spider Man. Yeah. You're going to see that all of the outside creative works are going to die away very quickly and no new licenses are going to get sent. Uh, within a few years. Well, one would assume that's a good thing. Because then everything will be more solidly in the universe. And it will maybe a bad thing if you don't like their style, everything is gonna have the same flavor. Yeah. They're they're just putting cinnamon in everything. <laughs> more like pumpkin spice, but I'm with you. I they're cinnamon in pumpkin spice, and they're both equally unliked in this family. <laughs> I there are pluses and minuses, right? We we're going to get some. I'm really excited for some of the stuff that's coming up, and we're not going to have to watch some of the things that are very groany to watch. Like Legion's going to die. Thank God. We only got one more season of that. I cannot believe we have to watch another season of that. It's not. There's only one more. It's. I can't believe there's another one. Uh, the Netflix contracts are all going to go away. The Hulu contracts are going to go away very soon. Which is that's iffy for me. I know Disney and Marvel have a lot of money, but you know Hulu and Netflix and those guys like really dump money and talent into their shows. Oh yeah. Now they only let them do one or two seasons because it's not uh, advantageous uh, financially, but that's because they put everything they have into that one season. Well, and there's something to be said for the Stephen King mentality, right? Like, let anybody who's got half a uh, half an ounce of talent just throw or no talent, just throw themselves at it, and a dollar, maybe magic will happen. Speaking of which, they have done another Pet Cemetery thing that's out, and we need to watch it, and that needs to be our scary movie for the day. Because okay. I've decided since we're doing Halloween, we're doing the scary ass movie a day thing. Okay. Some of the days while you were gone, I did like four scary movies in a day. Well, that'll catch up because I used to love scary movies. And now Now you're just a big old wuss. 
you got you, you own your own house, so it's scary when there's a haunted house, and and like the only thing you're thinking about is, but what do I do about the loan? <laughs> You've had kids, so when something bad happens to kids, you're thinking about our kids, and you're like, oh no, and it's it's way too fucking real. You don't believe in a creature under the bed, uh, or maybe you don't have to worry about it anymore because your wife shoves shit under the bed so nobody can hide under the bed, so it's not even a thing. <laughs> even in our guest room. There's shit under the bed so nobody can hide under there quietly. <laughs> I mean, so it doesn't really, it doesn't give you that same, it just gives you anxiety now. Maybe that's why you like those pumpkin head or, or like it's in your dreams, the things that never could possibly even remotely happen. I will tell you. The leprechaun. Maybe I just, I didn't, I never liked the leprechaun movie. <laughs> You made me watch that shit, though. <laughs> Every shitty horror movie I've ever watched in my life is because you made me. That's not true. Your well, kid has until, like... uh, up until up until your child started being able to tell me what to watch. <laughs> Anywho, this yeah. is a great opener, Jay. Woohoo! No, 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 I just. It is a serious opener because I wanted to point out the fact. It is a marker of some sort. There is a marker of some sort. And we're going to start getting into uh, movies and TV shows that people lambast quite a bit. And I want I wanted to place a line in the sand mm-hmm. as to when the transition occurred. Sure. So that when we start getting into those movies, people can make that connection. Yeah, I here's here's my theory though about why we're not getting a, a whole lot of feedback is because the first episode when I said dude bros and I don't give a fuck what you think nobody was listening anymore. <laughs> 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 nobody wants nobody that that desperately wants to hate on any strong woman in the Marvel universe wants to listen to me talk about how stupid they are because. Because we've seen some amazing female... Marvel is all about the amazing female characters. Oh, yeah. And always has been. That's what I don't get. And comic books as well. I I think that dudes only see what they think pertains to them. Yeah. Some dudes. Because some like, dudes, yes, that is fair. I've seen like three different guys in, in the couple of Marvel groups I'm in actually stand up. It's just that the good guys are... Either outnumbered or outmouthed. Yeah. And it's difficult to be an ally all the fucking time. It's exhausting. And I get that. It's just that people like me who, I mean, I'm in that group so that when rumors pop up, I can see what's going on and I can look into it and whatever. But the problem is that I feel like I'm being abused, like, at every chance. And I've seen more tits. I have tits. And because of the men on the Marvel groups, I've seen more of other people's tits and I've seen of my own tits in my whole life in the, in the year that we've been doing this podcast. Yeah. And I've been trying to rail against it. Uh, but you know what? Uh, Hollywood is an asshole because I'm like, fine, I'll just start posting, uh, dick pics of the, um, of the dudes. There aren't any. No. Yeah. You, you really don't see a whole lot of, um, guys wearing little, Made costumes to be sexy. Because nobody wants to see that. Well, well, I'm sure there are some people girls. who want to see that. Like, The Rock played Black Adam. I'd look at him naked. I mean, I'd be okay with that. 
He could do it. It wouldn't bother anybody. I mean, except for every man. That's why they don't do it. Dudes don't want to look at dudes that look better than them. That's not necessarily true either because there's like men's fitness magazines where the guys get all... Yeah, but those dudes that read men's fitness magazines look like the dudes on the magazine. Not all of them. Trust me. Well, I want to see that guy. I want to see the what that guy looks like that has men's fitness magazines in his bathroom. I'm telling you right now, he's gay. He's not a straight guy looking to go exercise. That's not what those magazines are for. They're either to look at a, 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 a different mirror view of yourself or they're for the same thing straight guys use Playboys for. Sorry to tell you, if I just accidentally outed some soldiers... <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Do they also have naked girls in those magazines? And not usually. I don't, exactly. I mean, I don't exactly really know. Because you looked at a half naked dude on that magazine and said, "Yeah, that's not for me," right? Yeah, I mean, it was exactly. A- Thank you. <laughs> no, that's it. That's all I needed to hear. Thanks. <laughs> anyway. Can can we get to the homework part of this uh, episode? Yeah, sure. I'm Jay. I'm Stacy. This is Marvel Movie Night. And we're all over the place today. <laughs> all right. So this week for Marvel Movie Night... We watched season two of The Runaways. It was Marvel Movie Week. Yes. Marvel, uh, as it Marvel is. Marvel TV show week. The the shows are outnumbering the TV shows. We have a pattern of two They're, shows. The in TV a, shows are outweighing the Outnumbering, movies. yeah. Out, yeah, bit, 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 Neither one of us said that right. The shows are outnumbering the movies at this point, two to one. So uh-huh. we are we are in a solid pattern of two shows in a movie, two shows in a movie. Nobody likes that. I do. <laughs> oh, I know you do. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, season two of Marvel Runaways was a uh, Hulu presentation. Created by Josh Swartz and Stephanie Savage. Okay. And released on the 21st of December, the solstice, of 2018. Okay. That was so long ago. Yeah, it was and it wasn't, right? Like, you say 2018, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's last year. That's like modern times. Yeah, but no, that's like five friggin' years ago. 2018, where were we? That was uh, Rose was in her her high school year, or her senior high school year. Yeah. Uh, And we were in, we had just moved to Indiana. Yep. Yeah, that was a while ago. We still had Dobby and and, uh, Harley. Yeah. Oh, God, we moved into, like, a really great house as far as size, but it was in a... um, Homeowners Association. <laughs> Talk about horror movies. No shit. It's like the Stepford Wives. Only it's Stepford Neighbors. <laughs> so tell us about all the amazing actors that were in this show. Amazing. Okay. Some of these are going to blow your mind. I'm going to try to go through them quickly-ish. Ish. Okay. 
Uh, forgive me for any mispronunciations. This is a fairly diverse uh, group of people, and some of these are names I've never seen before. Most of them, only two of them we haven't seen before. We've seen these faces. I, I, uh, I grabbed movies or TV shows from their lists that we've specifically seen, just so that you'd have an idea uh, that we're not paying enough attention when we watch TV. Okay. <laughs> uh, Renzi Felice was in Encanto. Um, and uh, I don't know if you saw this, but the American Horror Stories. I watched a couple of them. Um, Lyrica O'Connell. Virginia Gardner, who was in Halloween, the uh, the newest one that was just called Halloween, and also American uh, Horror Stories. Um, Ariella Bearer, who was in Grey's Anatomy and Modern Family. Greg Sulkin, who was in Life in Pieces. He was the boy, one of the boyfriends. Allegra Acosta, Angel Parker, Ryan Sands, who was in the Cleaning Lady and um, Grimm. Ever Carradine, who will look familiar to you because she looks exactly like her family. Uh, she's Robert Carradine's daughter. She was in Jay and Silent Bob. And also Handmaid's Tale, which is probably what you really recognize her from. Because I know when you see her face, you want to choke her. <laughs> yeah. uh, James Marsters, for a lot of people, needs no introduction. Uh, but he's from Buffy, Angel, Supernatural. And did you know that he had a part in Saving Grace? No. Me neither. No. He's got, a, he's got bit parts in a lot of things we've watched. Just as a side note, uh, at no point did I write down his character's name as I'm <gasps> taking notes. So I will just be calling him Spike for this entire sure, podcast. That's fine with me. That's Because he's basically a grown-up version of Spike in this. Yeah. He's like, if Spike got a soul and got human, I feel like this is how he would behave. Yeah. Uh, because he's like partially violent. He's really smart because he's been around a long time. Yeah. Um, Bridget Brennick, uh, who was in, she's been, she's had a part in flipping everything. Uh, but no, but most notably Army Wives over there. Um, Grey's Anatomy, and Supernatural. Okay. Um, Kevin Wiseman, who also has had a part in Flippin' Everything, uh, but you'll know him from Clerks 2, Blacklist, October Road, and Supernatural. James Yagashi from Blacklist and Poker Face. Um, and Worshing. Worshong, Worshing, okay, from The Last of Us, Timeless, and um, you're not going to flip and believe this, but she played the Borg Queen in Picard. Oh. Which means, I believe, she's the one that just recently passed away. Okay. I believe. I would have to double check that. Uh, Brittany Ishibashi from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2016, and Grace and Frankie. Kip Purdue from Mad Men. That's the only thing I could. Eh. And Mad Men sucked, so I don't remember his face. And last but certainly not least, Julian McMahon from Charmed, Nick Tuck, and people who listen to this podcast know he was also the asshole in Fantastic Four. 
Victor Von Doom. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> All right. But uh, a lot of these people are um, get, like know each other from different things. There's, there's like a spider web of connections going on here. Supernatural and Blacklist, um, Grey's Anatomy and Supernatural. Like they're all crisscrossing all over. Which is neat. Yeah. Uh, if I could remember people's names, I could really play Six Degrees of Separation uh, with these guys. Yeah. But I don't remember names. Absolutely. Or TV show names or anything. While this show is airing. Yep. Some of the TV that you were watching instead. <laughs> Station 19. Ugh, sort of. Yeah. The Magnum P.I. reboot. Yeah, that we watched one episode of sure. and then went, oh, no, this is awful. And Rose said no to because um, Tom Selleck Tom Selleck wasn't in his tiny little underpants shorts. Yeah. Yeah, don't blame her. The show You. You. Oh, Y-O-U. Yeah. God dang, has that show been on that long? It started in 2018. Oh, it was a good-ass show. Um, I love hating that guy. A show that people loved until they hated Manifest. Oh, you mean we loved until we found out it was some Jesus shit? Yeah. Um, Another really popular show that you could have been watching, Succession. I think we watched any of that. And a show that recently became our obsession when we found access to it, uh-huh. Yellowstone. <gasps> oh. It was close to the end of the first season when this that's, dropped. That's a show I'll be putting on over and over and over again. Oh, yeah. You want to know something funny? Mm-hmm. Chick, you know the chick in Yellowstone? Mm-hmm. She was a major character in a period piece. I saw earlier pictures of her in like, you know, a corset and like curled, like super frilly, super girly looking. And they're like not the same human. <laughs> I she is specifically is an actress that I want to go on her IMDB and just start watching stuff she's been in. Yeah. Because she is she has so embodied this character in Yellowstone that I cannot see her being any other way. No, that's fair. All right, so runaways. Yes. Uh, we watched it pretty quickly, so I have we to did. assume you liked it? Yeah. Yeah, except for all those parts where I was yelling. Okay. Um, I like the show. I like, I like the characters. I like the premise. It all makes sense. The part I have a problem with is that the writers who wrote these teenagers either don't remember what it's like to be a teenager or just don't give a shit. (laughs) Because, you know, I remember being a teenager and I know that I did not make stupid decisions. I like the dumb things I did. I decided to do in a calculated way. Yeah. I knew how to like make plans and, and set a goal and, stride toward them. Mm-hmm. Uh, these children were running off of pure emotion constantly. Yeah. They couldn't make up their minds whether their parents were enemies or whether they were mommy and daddy or, 
And again, what is it with Marvel where like the enemy is, oh wait, now we have to defend the enemy, but no, 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 they're the enemy. But like, just pick a fucking lane. They were all over the place. And that's the thing I was yelling about the most. Like, why are you running to rescue mom? She's a multiple murderer. And we've, we've gone over this a million times. Yeah. We're living in a hole out in the woods because our parents are multiple murderers, but now you're trying to save their lives and warn them about shit and whatever the fuck. No, what? It made no sense. None of the decisions they made made any fucking sense. It drove me fucking crazy the whole fucking time. Right about, I don't know, halfway through the season, I was throwing my notebook up in the air. Okay. What about you? I I do not like most of these characters. <laughs> oh, is it the character of the person or is no, it the decisions they make? No, like... Because there's a difference. No, no, no. I don't... I'm not super interested in most of these characters. Okay. Like, their, their personalities, their power sets. Yes, their decision-making process. Well, their power sets... Only two people had power. No, more than that have power. But that's my point. But we're going to have to talk about that because it was completely unclear what was what. But that's the thing. Like, the only one of these characters I am actually interested in watching grow and develop Mm -hmm. is Nico. Okay. And they she didn't have powers though. She had a magic stick. Yeah, they've that's not powers. They've stepped away from the magic stick being a science stick and are letting it be a magic stick like it's supposed to be. Yeah. Well, and that makes it a lot better. These kids were working from a place of uh, intelligence. And they were like, oh, this is scientific. And then then it went all Wiccan, which is it's not what Wiccan is. No. Um, and it annoyed the shit out of me. But he, the only person that has powers here is um, the alien girl. The one with the dinosaur. I don't remember any of their names. This is going to be terrible. <laughs> the one with the dinosaur doesn't have powers. The dinosaur is genetically attuned to her. The dinosaur has powers. Not the girl. Yeah, well, ish. And they're, yeah. no, not ish. Is she the one that is super strong? No, that's Molly. Molly's got powers also. Okay, well, Molly has power. Molly and the alien. Yeah. The other one's one's got a magic stick, and the other one has a magic dinosaur. Which, I'm sorry, might be the dumbest part of this whole show. That whole fucking dinosaur bullshit. (laughs) That dinosaur did nothing but hinder. (laughs) In the dumbest fucking way possible. Okay, but we were were on how you felt. Yeah, no, I just, this is not my, my favorite of the shows. And it's upsetting because this is... It was more digestible in my mind than the rest of them. I think we've paid for like two movies and we've had to pay for this show. And so far, we're about $50 in on this show mm-hmm. with another season to have to buy. Yeah. Uh, and that's depressing. Yeah. Well, at least the last season's the cheapest one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and I don't think even Rose is going to want to watch this. I think it's too young for Rose. It is. It, that's the other thing is it's it's a really young 
It's show. it's a CW show with better acting. And yes, offense to the CW because everybody fucking knows what they are. They're like a teenage girl show. Yeah. Channel. And the Arrowverse. Exactly. It's the same soap opera bullshit. It is. It's teenager soap operas. I've seen just enough of the Arrow show to know that it's not something I would ever volunteer to watch. When the girls were in their young teens. Yeah. They and I sat down and watched a bunch of the Arrow. Uh, we watched four or five seasons of it. Where was I? I don't remember. Uh, I think it was one of the times you uh, went to your mom's or something. Huh. Uh, but we watched four or five seasons, and it was decent until it got insane. <laughs> well, isn't that how all of these shows go? Yeah, pretty much. They just... They go weird. It's like they can't think of what else to do, so they just go wackadoo. They, yeah, they keep trying. They, they every season has to top the last season is the problem. Well, like, and that's a problem when you have a show where you're not doing character development; you're just doing action. Yeah. Because the feeling is you have to make it bigger. The fight's got to get bigger. Otherwise, it's boring. And then when you've got like really strong characters, you've got to find a way to neutralize them to put them into a new challenge. That's a problem with the comic books, too. Well, but I don't understand why they do that. Just make them not as powerful at the beginning of it. Um, or have them start out with their powers as new and they have to learn how to use them. Yeah. And then actually show the progression. We've seen it before done well. We have. Show the progression of uh, of the maturing of the um, power. All right. So let's let's talk the plot of the season. Same plot as last season. Um, at the end of last season, the kids had uh, stopped the drilling into the hole and gotten away from the pit. A lot of good that did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the season starts up with the parents looking for the kids. Uh, the police rounds up a group of them, and we get a, a great. Um, bait and switch there where it's a group of kids that look almost like their kids, but it's not their kids. Um, they've been living on the streets. Uh, and some dude steals like most of their stuff. Uh, and in the chase to get their stuff back, they fall through a skylight into an old abandoned hotel, I guess built into a mountain, but buried by Are you watching the show. Yeah. They did. That's not what happened. Carolina fell through the through the skylight and was flying with her light powers. Okay, that was a mansion where people were living. Okay. Um, an underground fancy mansion. Okay. Not a hotel. Um, otherwise everybody would have known it was there and it wouldn't have been a hiding place. Uh, did you notice? The mansion became a character in, in the background character. But um, if you were paying attention to the background, if you got bored and weren't paying attention to what people were talking about, um, it was a trash hole when they showed up. Mold and um, uh, graffiti everywhere and, and torn up things. And then 
next thing you know, there's like really nice furniture that's not torn up. And um, I mean, it had been like a crack den. Yeah. And then after a while, they they had antique furniture that looks like it came right out of a museum. There's a, a new old stock vehicle that a um, classic Rolls Royce. Um, but not a not a single bit of mildew, rust. No. Uh, no indication. You know how cars smell after they've been sitting for a long time? That rotten dashboard uh, foam smell. Yeah. Um. None of that. Perfectly pristine vehicle that works. Not a scratch on it. Um, the graffiti mysteriously disappeared. Uh, them being worried about the steps being weak after like the first time they walked on them, they never worried about it again. They were clothes. They had fresh, clean, attractive, uh, stylish clothes in every closet. They slept in bedding that had been sitting for God only knows how long that had more crackheads than a downtown city hotel sleeping in them and they're perfectly clean, lovely, no dust anyway. I mean, like I was so confused. What you didn't see is that Nico used her staff and said, nice. Yeah. Well, okay. Show that to me. It <laughs> takes two seconds and just be, just do that a little spell. But see, here's the thing. They can't do that because if she does a spell like that, she, she has to maintain, she has it. To maintain it. Yeah. Uh, and they they needed her to not be able to maintain powerful spells for a long time, otherwise it would have fucked the story up. Yeah. Um. So that that wouldn't really work. It's just like show a cleaning montage. Yeah. <laughs> have them have them be scrubbing graffiti off the walls for some stupid reason, or leave the graffiti up for fuck's sake. Uh. Pretend like this is real life. You're supposed to be showing me a show. You should not be showing me things that can't possibly happen. So they find this new headquarters. Okay, it's important, though, because somebody put a lot of work into that background. I'm with you. They find this new headquarters, and they decide that their mission, their one and only true mission, their their life's goal. At what point did they decide this? Yes. Their life's goal Uh is to get their parents. And stop the organization that they run because their parents are mass murderers. Yes. Uh, well, the mass murdering has stopped. Yes, but their parents are unredeemable. Yes. And must be must be brought to justice. And the organization that they put together that's feeding homeless kids um, and Building doing schools other, and yeah, awesome, yes. Uh, is evil. And they need to take it down also. Yes. Irredeemable. No. Uh, so they set about this mission by all going their separate ways and falling into their own traps mm-hmm. uh, and inviting strangers to their super secret headquarters. Ooh, that was the worst. Even teenagers are not really this naive, are they? I mean, I know they were all like bougie Upper East Side fancy kids, but they've never in their entire lifetimes learned that you have to distrust people? What the fuck kind of special magical lives did they have? Were they that bougie and I just missed it? 
aren't all teenagers dark, broody, hating adults because they're not trustworthy Gen X's? No. Some of them are in the lacrosse team. Then they are wrong. I mean, because can you imagine a group of us as teenagers just like we found this magical mansion and it's our secret hideout and we're doing missions and stuff? Yeah. And then we just invite complete strangers to come hang? Yeah, no. No. Never. No. We wouldn't have trusted anybody. Um, This is our place and you're not going to take it from us. And so, and so goes most of the 13 episodes. They, yeah, uh, same fucking mistakes every episode. They flip flop on whether they're saving their parents or putting them in jail. Uh-huh. They flip flop on whether or not they can trust their parents for help. Well, I mean, anytime, anytime life throws a curveball, somebody wants mommy. Yeah. Halfway through the season, it feels like they've won because they stop. Uh, Cole's character's name was... Okay, why don't we write these names down? Because I was writing Cole the entire time. Why do you do that? Don't do that. Because that's who he is. Jonah. Jonah. They they think they've stopped Jonah and his uh, spaceship from taking off. Okay. They killed him. Let's pause on this for a second. This entire time... Uh, Jonah is an alien, and he's been here for thousands of years. Since before he's been recorded waiting, history. He's been waiting for technology to catch up so that he can get his ship. Um, And I don't understand why the ship is that far underground. But he just wants to get to his ship, get his family, and go back home. That's it. That's all he wants. The The killing of people to suck their life force is because he was sick. Yeah. With something. Or is still sick with something. Couldn't survive on this planet. Well, except for his family is okay, and that makes no They're inside the ship. But ship has food and water and, like, that part doesn't make sense. Sure. It's too much thinking, so they didn't bother with that part. We're just supposed to be teenagers watching the show and not thinking about, you know, apparently teenagers are too dumb to think about the things you need to survive, whatever. All he wants is to go home. Yep. That's it. All of the bad stuff that he's done is over. Now, for some reason, they got it into their heads because two scientists who didn't know what the fuck they were looking at and didn't know what they were talking about decided that these magic rocks are going to blow up California. But they that was they just postulated that. They had no proof and didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. That thing wasn't even on a fault line. None of that. There was no scientific basis for anything they told us was going to happen. And without... Any confirmation out of nowhere, that earthquake thing is just not happening anymore. Yep. It, we don't know why. We don't know what was causing the earthquake, the little bitty baby earthquakes in the first place. No clue. And they weren't even centered on where the spaceship was because if it had been, people would have been going there to find out what was going on. Sure. And okay. found a giant hole in the ground. Yeah. And then they would have been like, hey, you need to quit doing that. Yeah. Because something's wrong. Yeah, but that didn't happen. Um. So, and this is the worst part. This is where these children are now not heroes. They are now evil. Because now they're working with their murderer parents, which then makes them accessories. They're accessories the whole time they don't tell the cops. Um, They kill Julian 
McMahon, uh, Jonah. There's too many J names. Um, just kill him outright. Mm-hmm. And then the one girl, after he gets killed, is like, oh, that's daddy. Even though she hasn't known him her whole life. Yeah. And he's not daddy. And they, and with the help of their parents, they blow up the spaceship. They blow up the spaceship. Yeah. Which the one girl knows her, her brother is on that ship and, and that, uh, other people on that ship are family members of hers. Yes. That are thousands of years old mm-hmm. that have been trapped this whole time and they just want to go home. Yeah. Now they are, the parents are extra evil, and now the kids are evil as far as I'm concerned. They're murderers. And and that really should have been like the end, the of, end the, of a season. Yeah. Uh, but it, it goes on from there. It goes back to trying to stop the parents. Even though they were just teamed up with them. Yeah. They were just. Uh, and uh, Chick told them to go to sleep. Why didn't they then pick them up and take them to the police station or dump them in the hole? They could have dumped them in the hole. I mean, like, if they're murderers, you know damn well they're murderers because you watched them do it. Put them in the hole. Yeah. Uh, uh, And then we go back and forth for another four or five episodes. Saving parents, hating parents, sacrificing for each other, shenanigans. And stupidity. And stupidity. Um, until we get to a point where we find out that the four aliens. At least four. There were lots of little points of yes, light. Yes, but there were four aliens on the ship. There were three royals and a servant who had snuck aboard. Oh, God. That's also annoying. Okay, there was more annoying stuff in this show yeah. than I. Yeah. So the four aliens have now escaped from the ship and inhabited people. And now are stuck here, so everything bad they do is because of the children and the parents. Yeah. Uh, Cole, or, or Jonah, Jonah, and his wife. Yep. And their son. Mm. Oh, there were five aliens, I'm sorry. And their son and a daughter. Okay. We're on that ship. Jonah escaped right before it landed, and he was living in the world completely. Well, they didn't when when they started inhabiting people. They didn't have a way of letting us know who was who. Yeah. So I, for a little bit, wasn't sure whether they were all Jonah because they all had the same mannerisms. Yeah. And it was weird. they were all acting weird. Um. So I I couldn't tell that that's what was supposed to be happening. And then to add extra fun to the plot. You mean extra weird. I know what you're about to say. You mean extra weird and awkward. The servant girl has like some kind of uh, Jacob from Twilight connection to Jonah's kid. But not because. No, 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 no. That's not it. She doesn't have a connection. She's decided there's a connection. There's a prophecy. He, she, they. There's a prophecy that they are betrothed. Yeah, but they decided that, because um, we don't know it's a they, because uh, they stole, this person, or this alien stole the visage of one person. Yeah. 
for whatever reason, just happen to know that that girl is gay. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how they knew that. But um, but we get this, like, you know how at the beginning of Beauty and the Beast where they do that, uh, like, ooh, or in Harry Potter where they do the, like, cartoon, like, silhouette uh, exposition thing? Yeah. We get that bullcrap so that we get the whole story. Instead of just, like, fucking telling us the story, they decide to get, like, fancy about it. I, I kind of liked that part. Of course you did. Um, but, okay, there's a prophecy, uh, something about, it didn't even really make any sense what, the prophecy was they were gonna land on a planet, and she decided, or they decided that they were gonna jump on the ship, because that's definitely about me. Yeah. Because I'm special. Yeah, that servant girl decided she was going to be. And that's how that's how prophecies work, right? Someone hears it and says, ooh, I'd like that to happen to me. And then they just make it happen. Or, oh, no, that can't happen to me. And then they do everything they can to make it happen to them. Yeah, like Oedipus. Yeah. You know, because he's an idiot. Um. Well, his parents were idiots. That wasn't really Oedipus's fault, was it? Anyway, um. This person is an annoying, unhelpful addition. <laughs> um, and I don't know if they added this alien because they wanted the romantic stalkery uh, vibe to be happening, or if they needed to solve a couple of problems down the way and figured that this is how they'd get themselves out of a corner. Yeah, I don't know. And I, because they have not established that these kids can work together. <laughs> no. uh, so if they just all of a sudden started working together in order to defeat an en- a common enemy, it would be uncharacteristic. Every time somebody's like, okay, we're going to do some team training, like half the team isn't there. Yeah. There's the other thing that bugs. Um, bunch of teenagers. There's a set of, uh, of sisters, but they're not actually sisters. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like a foster sister situation. Because uh, parents died that were also in the group. Nobody's in charge. They're all on equal footing, except that one of the kids is younger and they treat her like she's fucking nine. People are, quote unquote, sneaking out. And I don't know how you can sneak out when, like, you're a free agent now. You don't have parents. Yeah. I don't need to sneak out. I'm not crawling out the window. Like, peace out, bitches. I'm going to go do my thing for a bit. You can't tell me no because none of you are my parent. This is how teenagers actually act. Like, even parent parents, they'd be like, I'm leaving. Fuck you. Yeah. Nothing I'm, you can do about it. I'm currently a runaway. Mm-hmm. The, the That status means I don't have to listen to anybody. Yeah. At no point did they decide on a leadership, which they should have. If they were going to be a oh, team, yeah. they should have established leadership and established rules. But people are getting yelled at for breaking rules they never made. No. Like, if I'm living there, I get to do whatever the fuck I want. It's apocalypse rules. You don't fucking mm. tell me what to do. No, no, there is a rule. Don't bring strangers to our fucking house. Well, you would think that they would have had that rule. Yes. That this place needs to stay secret, but they didn't make that rule either. You want to make a friend, go to fucking Starbucks. This was more like what would happen if a bunch of 10-year-olds found a clubhouse under a mountain. Yeah. Uh, because that is the the thought um, uh, and, and um, 
and and decision making that they that's the level of it that, that they had was 10 year olds instead of some of them were 17 some of them were talking about going to college so they had to be like 17 18 yeah so the youngest one molly was 14 c- celebrates her quinceanera during the season yeah yes and my god you would think that the quinceanera was the most important thing going on in the world they're all going to die but she needs a party. They don't have money for food in the episode before this. Yeah. They don't have money for food. They're but, eating moldy shit. But they go buy her a prom dress for her quinceanera. And they're all wearing suits. The amount of money that it... Even if they just rented a tux, that's like a hundred bucks. Just the twinkle lights that they put up. God. Yeah, I don't even have the number of twinkle lights that I want in my life because they're expensive. You have to catch those right after Christmas or they're too expensive. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I mean, I get it. The quinceanera is extremely important culturally. Yeah. But this girl didn't grow up in that culture. Not really. And no. Her parents her parents are white people who I guarantee you would never have thought about a quinceanera. They didn't even give a flying fuck at this point. Oh, we got to talk about the parents. Because at this point... The parents are now just as bad as the teenagers because the parents go from, we got to find our babies. Oh, our babies. And I get being a parent and not knowing how to do it the best way so that you can get what you want. Assuming as a parent, the thing you want the most, I know I've taken over. I'm sorry. It's all right. As a parent, if our kids have run away, what we want is for them to want to come back and want to stay and work on the relationship and know that they're safe and they're fed and we love them and they love us and they get to launch into life. Not that they're out in the woods with a fucking dinosaur that could eat them at any moment. Um, or like we're going to steal them from where they're at and entrap them and keep them prisoners so they're not going to school and they never get to leave because as soon as they leave, they're going to tell on you for kidnapping them. So you can't ever, that's not a thing. To be fair, the plan was to mind wipe them and make them. Well, they didn't tell us that until the end. Yeah. They did not. T- we were, we were both wondering what the fuck the plan was until way too far into them. It appeared that they decided they were going to kill the children. Oh yeah. It looked like they were preparing for war yeah. for that season. They had weapons. They were, they had weapons that would take out their powers. They were going to knock them unconscious. And literally for half of the season, I thought they were going to murder the kids because for some reason they couldn't go out in the world, which makes me wonder what their plan was in the first fucking place when they had kids. Cause I'm like, <laughs> so apparently what the parents want is for the kids to come back and be forced to stay home and then take if, over everything. Eventually take over yeah. everything, yeah. And I was so confused as to how that was going to happen if the kids were kidnapped and imprisoned. And, and never shown the world that they were wanting them to take over. That also makes no sense. If you want your children to grow up to be psychopaths, you have to start them on their journey to psychopathy as small children. Yeah. Otherwise, they will know it's not normal. Yeah. Although... All this magic shit was just for the alien, and they're not going to be doing the magic shit anymore. They were being forced to do the magic shit. So they started out not being bad, and then they started liking the bad, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But in the middle of everything, a throwaway line lets us know that they're going to mind wipe them. Yeah. It was literally a throwaway line. If I'd gone up to go to the bathroom 
I would not have any idea what their plan was because it, it just whoosh, like, oh, by the way, this mind thing is going to happen because they were practicing on completely innocent people. They mind wipe them over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Now, the idea of mind wiping someone, even in Star Trek, 400 years into the future, is like a scary, dangerous thing to do because you don't really, people still don't know how the brain works. Yeah. Now, they, it, it is a Marvel. Uh, yeah, the mind wiping thing. It's just can't super wave common it. in Marvel. Yeah. Xavier mind wipes like half the That's planet. That's because Xavier's evil, but sure. The problem being that they've mind wiped these people so many times, there shouldn't be anything in there. <laughs> they have ironed their brains. That was horrible. That is horrible. They killed them over and over and over again. Scared the fucking... Tell me that doesn't leave some residual trauma somewhere in the back of their brain or or or, or like... Like, they only wipe the part of the brain that does the memories, but not the uh, cortisol-producing part of the brain where where they're in constant fear. Anytime they see something that reminds them of a thing, they don't remember. They did talk about feeling hungover the next day. Yeah. Evilness. <laughs> I don't know whose side we were supposed to be on, but I didn't really like anybody by the end of this. Except I was super upset for the poor alien because all he wanted to do was survive and go home. And I'm really upset that they made me start feeling bad for who was originally the clear bad guy. Yeah, well, I mean, he's still, like, draining lives to... to... Yeah, I feel like they could have um, they could have dextered that a little bit. Mm-hmm. They just stole people that nobody was ever going to notice were gone until that one person they fucked up and grabbed the, the wrong one. But they could have, like, grabbed bad guys. They could have gone to jails and stolen like murderers from supermax or something it did seem like he needed more virtuous young vibrant people it it wasn't virtuousness it was vitality okay uh because nobody in this situation was particularly virtuous those kids that they nabbed were not innocent people okay um he just needed strong, like physically strong, like vital, I don't know, energy. Like he wouldn't want me. <laughs> Cause I'm fucking tired. I'd be a snack. You are a snack. Yeah. It took me way too long to wait for you to say that. <laughs> um, it won't sound like it took too long when I. No. Well, when you take that out, that's cute. But see, Sheila. If they if they nabbed Sheila with all that explosive energy she's yeah. got, or at least it appears that she has explosive energy, I feel like deep down she might be a little tired by now. <laughs> but that's what that's what he wants. He wants death. Yeah. All right, so we talk the characters. Yeah, I reckon. I mean, we didn't really finish the plot thing because I started talking over you. No, we kind of did. They go back and forth. Um, Happy ending. Yeah. We'll, well, we'll talk about the ending when we wrap the season. Because yeah. there is another season of this coming. Okay. Well, I hope they wrap that in a satisfactory way. I can't imagine. Okay. Go ahead. Um, so, probably the 
least interesting of the parents are the biologists. What? Why? Well, I, number, don't, I don't agree with that. Number one. First of all, Stacy is awesome. Number Sure. However, I know that she can act better than that. Uh, well, yeah, but you also know that dialogue is everything. Yeah. You cannot, you cannot act your way through. Like, I saw a bad, horrible, terrible, awful movie with Morgan Freeman. Impossible. You'd think so. But as soon as I put it on, you'd be like, no, quit doing this to me. It was bad. You can take the best actor in the whole world and give them a bad script. It does not matter how good you are. It does not. You cannot. That was some horrible acting. You cannot act your way through a bad script. Um, they weren't super plot important, these two parents. Not really. Uh, in the first half, they're, they're kind of resistant to being part of the evil organization. Yeah, they are throughout. I would argue that they are throughout. They are just, they have been manipulated into needing to help out. I mean, they're part of the murder cult. They, they You yeah. can't just leave. Um, after the ship explodes, uh, Stacy starts acting weird. Yeah, Stacy starts acting more like me. <laughs> She's colder. She's willing to do whatever the fuck in order to get what she wants. Uh, she does some questionable, morally questionable things, which she, before she would not have done. She sets loose a drone with a f- this is so fucked fucking virus to make the dinosaur sick. Yeah, because like if the dinosaur gets sick, then then she figures the kid will have to come to them to help her. Yeah, except they have such a, a tight mental bond that it makes the kid sick too. Yeah, and Stacy don't give a fuck. No. She pretends. Oh, no, my kiddo, let me help you. But, yeah. If they'd followed her, the kid would have died and the dinosaur would have died. Yeah. Uh, Now, it turns out that she got one of the um, the aliens in her. She got infiltrated. Yeah, she got body snatched. They did do... I will give the adults in the show credit. They did do a decent job of letting us know that they were not who they were anymore. Yeah. Like, they they successfully were acting weird. Yeah. Enough that we were like, oh, wait, there's an alien in that person. We know what's going on here. Yeah, there's something wrong here. Yeah. Well, we knew what the something was. It was pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, but I... I don't know, that scene where they're chasing the kids uh, and mom just bops one of them on the head with a with a bottle. Right? Like No mom would do that. Reckless. No no mom would do that. It first of all, it makes no fucking sense to attack your children and drag them home and lock them up in a basement. Yeah. Because the only the only two outcomes of that are you go to jail or you have to kill your own kid to not go to jail. Or I guess you could go on the run, but then what was the point of all of it? 
And these kids are all so close to being old enough to get the fuck out. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, come to them where they are. And honestly, kids, go spend your last six months to two years at home and then leave the house normally. Yeah. Yeah, just do what the rest of us do. Especially with 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 friggin' Jonah gone, like there's no more sacrifices to be made. No. Well, I think the kids have not bothered to sit down and figure out that that's what they were doing. Yeah. Or they they literally don't know. They haven't done any investigating. They have no idea what was going on. None. And I mean, to be fair, I don't give a shit what you're murdering homeless children for. You've murdered homeless children. Yeah. I get that. Um, but they're all stuck in this underground home and they need to, um, they need to figure out what they're going to do. They can't live there the rest of their lives. And as a matter of fact, the one person who tries to go and do the thing and, and go to college and figure out what she's going to do with the rest of her life, she gets yelled at. Yeah. Of course, she turns it around and, and, um, disowns the boyfriend temporarily obviously <laughs> obviously they're going to make up because these people don't know how to stick to their guns but i don't know i just don't it the problem the parents and the kids both nobody is thinking even one step ahead nope they do not know what the end goal here is um and that's the problem with the show really that in a nutshell that's the major problem um the Wilders have an interesting that those parents have an interesting uh, part to play this season. The Wilders are um, whose parents? Alex's. Okay. Um, these two, like, they were brought into Pride because he had the ability to get them the exact plot of land they needed, but then they've become kind of the the muscle of the parental group, the, the wet workers. Well, the, um, I don't know anybody's names. Uh, the wilder mom and the Asian mom, both are, um, really strong female characters and they definitely feel like they're the bosses. Yeah. Um, I just don't understand they didn't explain to us how this all happened. Like the pride group is this core group that is tangentially connected to the church bullshit. Yep. But is the pride group put together after the alien? Cause the alien started the cult. Mm hmm. And then, and then the pride group was put together to facilitate digging saving his ship. life and, and digging up the ship. Yes. But they're not a part of the church. No. I just wish that we'd gotten some sort of explanation as to how these guys all came we, together. We kind of did in the first season. But not not uh, to my satisfaction. Uh, Jeffrey Wilder, his family owned a store on the plot of land that the ship was directly under. Yeah. And for that, you buy the store and then he goes away. Yeah, so he was brought in to facilitate the the land ownership. Um, 
the church was obviously in it. Uh, Spike, uh, Victor Stein, was brought oh, in. there's his name, Victor. Uh, he was brought in to do the technology. And then. But, like, why? It's just a drill. It was a super advanced drill. It was a super big one. Um, I feel like you don't need a nuclear physicist for that. I I don't know. It seemed excessive. Yeah. He was bringing a cannon to a knife fight. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. I. Yeah. I just. This show is obviously written for kids. Teenagers, young teenagers, because I feel like there are a lot of very vague origins and reasons behind things. And nobody's thinking of the logistics of staying alive. Mm -mm. No, because one minute the kids are poor as fuck and getting some random stranger to teach them how to dumpster dive properly. Which is stupid, but because like, how hard is it to think, let me go behind a grocery store to get dented cans out of the trash can or yeah yeah or behind a restaurant and like or i don't know soup kitchens yeah uh I, yeah i mean it's california there are programs all over the state the problem was that pride was running most of the good programs in their area yeah except for the fact that it's completely anonymous so they could have rotated out Getting food. Yeah. Or all gone to separate ones. And what I, what I would have done, there's six of us, right? There's at least six uh, fucking um, food places nearby or in different towns, whatever. This week I'm going to this one. You go to that one. You go to that one. And then next week we all scramble and go to a different one. You go in Battle Buddy Pairs. And then when you go to the next day, you get a different battle buddy. Yeah. And you go in battle buddy pairs again. Because the problem here is like facial recognition. Um, well, they have facial recognition software where the kids don't, which the kids don't know. But you don't want anybody at any of the food banks to be able to say, oh, yeah, I saw that person. The parents had facial recognition software running for all the kids and, and for the dinosaur. The dinosaur. Yeah. Well, see, I know that you want to be like, that's dumb. There will only be one. But in order to weed out through all the thousands of cameras all over the state. It has to be looking for something. It has to be looking for something. It, you can't just say, you can't type in, look for a dinosaur. <laughs> um. So, I mean, it looks dumb because your first thought is how many dinosaurs are there, but they don't have a human looking. So, so that actually does fucking make sense to me. It's the rest of it that doesn't. I don't know. The show could, the season, they could have taken the first part of the season and stretched it out to the whole season and have the death be the end of the season. Yeah. And then in between them actually figuring out how to come together and work as a team, um, they could have had survival stuff going on. Yeah. Because it's interesting. Yeah. There's a bunch of bougie kids who don't know what the fuck the world is about. They find somebody who's willing to teach them what the world is about. 
they come up with strategies. Uh, like maybe, maybe they go and sell some of the antiques, the antique clothes, antique books. There's a whole library there. They could be, and it would be shitty of them, but like it's abandoned. Obviously, nobody cares. They could be making money off of the things that are in that place that they don't need. It's a huge place. They don't need all that furniture. Um, they could have had buku money. They could have sold that one couch for a couple few hundred dollars, if not more, depending on the condition. Yeah. I mean, I know they're kids and they don't know these things, but I feel like even a kid. They're not putting that couch in the back of the Rolls Royce and driving it to a pawn shop, though. They have a magic stick. Don't tell me that there's something they can't do. They have a magic stick. (laughs) Magic me a trailer. (laughs) Or have the couch floating on top of the roof. Magic me a pile of money. I don't, that, but that wouldn't. Well, I mean, I guess if you can magic it right outside the store, hand it to them, and then it just disappears in the cash register. But you're fucking people over that way, and I don't like that. They were fucking people over the entire. Well, it's true. But, like, I mean, or you could just do it like we would do it. Remember that time that we put a couch on top of our, your, your itty-bitty car and just you held one side and I held the other side and we drove very slowly home? There was also 550 cord involved. Are you sure? Yes. I don't remember there being 550 cord involved. There was 550 cord involved. Okay, but you tell me in that whole fucking place there wasn't, like, a piece of rope. Go to the butler's pantry. There's rope in there, goddammit. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, they could have. They had plenty of resources if they'd even thought about it for half a second. The whole season could have been about them surviving. Then they're maturing. They're learning how the world works. They're becoming better humans. They could have gone through that library and found how-to things. Gert did eventually go through the library. Yeah. And well, sorted the books by mildew level. We're not going to talk about that. Books don't mildew if they're tight and on the shelves. Like, you wipe the spine with a dry cloth and everything's fine. It's like, whatever. The show could have been better. That's all I'm saying. It would have been better if I wrote it. There would have been... It would have been a cool show. There would have still been magic. But it's not even really magic. It's it's alien science. Because magic is basically science that you just don't understand. Okay, we're bouncing around like crazy. But Nico is straight up magic. That no, staff, there's, there is no science anymore. That staff is straight up magic. But it's a, it's an alien magic stick. No, 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 no. When, when she passes out. And then goes Dark Willow and, and pops back up and her eyes go all friggin'. Well, that's there. It's, Revenge of the Sith. It starts out, they, it's got like scientific reasoning behind it. Yeah. And then it becomes, it, it, it's, it becomes what we were talking about the first season where it's a blood sacrifice that's tying her to the magic of the staff and not like activating it. Yeah. Which was fucking stupid anyway. Well. Because. That staff starts possessing her. Yeah. Look, I don't fucking know. Like, they started it being science-y. And, it, and that's where I want to go with it. Yeah, well, that's the wrong way to go with it. And well, I railed. That's your interpretation. 
I'm just saying that magic is science you don't understand. Considering that she's a caster, she's a magic user in the comic books from a family of magic users. the, The comic books don't count when we're talking about the TV show because the TV show is an established canon on its own now. I know. I know. Thank you, Feige. Well... I don't know what to tell you. We're all over the place because the show was all over the place. It to was be completely a honest. This podcast is indicative of how it felt to watch the show, honestly. Um so speak so Spike. Um Victor. Victor Stein. He he got shot at the end of the last season by his wife to save his his son. Um he spends the beginning part of the season in some kind of stasis, hologram, mental projection, healing thing. How I interpreted it was he's like in a, a body stasis, but his mind is going. So he's like, he's being trapped into one of his own memories so that he stays calm. It's like a familiar place where he stays calm so his body can heal. But it's a place that was built by Jonah. Well, built, I don't think, is the right word. Because Jonah is able to is go he, in and visit he, him. Has he taken his sub, his subconscious or his consciousness and put it into a computer program? He's taken the He's extracted the, the source memories to use to construct a mental hologram that makes you can't you know <laughs> that wouldn't be a hologram it's not a projection because it's inside dude's brain either it's inside the guy's brain and he's just trapped him in a memory or he's in a computer in a program except a couple of times victor mentions that there's there's things wrong with the memory like the food's slightly wrong, and yeah, because memories are fallible. Fair enough. Well, okay, but it's wrong according to his memory. So, well, if it came from his memory, it should be equivalent. Oh, did, are your memories perfect? My memories perfectly match my memories. Yeah, I don't think like I think if you were trying to remember a mug of root beer the flavor you came up with wouldn't necessarily be the same as an actual. I get what you're saying, but if he's in a computer, then that would explain. If he's ones and zeros, it would explain why it was off. Because it's not real. It's... Who cares, really? Honestly, who cares? We are going way too in-depth on a show that didn't go this in-depth when they wrote it. Yeah. Those guys were not talking out loud about their plans for this show as much as we are. Jonah visits him to get him to help build a new uh, energy-sucking stasis tube so he can drain more runaways. Yeah, so explain to me why he can't go in the tube that Spike's in. That that makes no fucking sense. Yeah, different, different purpose. One's a healing tube and the other one's a draining tube. Yes, but why doesn't he go in the healing tube? Maybe it only heals humans. Then on his planet, do they have like a harvest of humans that they grow so that everybody on their planet can 
suck juice. I am there. Like he can't go eat lasagna? Like, because he's in a human body. That's yeah. not what they didn't explain until way too late into the second season was he's he's an alien essence in a human body. Yeah. So he's got to eat food to keep the human body going. Very much like Venom, in fact. If the human body is the one that's getting sick and he needs to heal the human body. Yeah. He wanted to be able to stay in that body because that's the biological uh, father of his daughter. Yeah. Which don't make no fucking sense. Especially since towards the end, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to drain that bitch, too. She doesn't want to come with me. Yeah. It, um... It's not father love. It's ownership love. Yeah. Like the kind of parent who thinks that you are just a projection of them and you have to do everything they want. Yeah. None of the parents in this show have genuine parental love for their children. I do not believe it. No, it doesn't seem it. Now, Nico's dad almost, almost does. Until we get that scene where, you know, every uh, Asian person in Marvel can. Uh, well, knows with all Nico, of the martial we arts. knew Nico's mom could fight in the first season. Yeah. We know Nico can fight because we've seen her do it. It's just that when all three of them are ninja-ing each other, it just looks ridiculous. It does. Like, this is not how we fight with our kids. You know, we argue verbally. We do not karate chop them. Uh, at the most we ninja hug yeah I I thought that he was somewhat loving of a dad well that was also a theme you notice all of well not the the one but Stacy's husband was also like softer yeah Yeah, I don't fucking know. I don't, I don't know. I'm. It's strange because I I like this show better than other shows, but a lot of it really fucking pisses me off. Like, wait, it's like Grey's Anatomy. Like, I like watching Grey's Anatomy. Hate everybody on the show, everybody. But I like the way they except for Miranda. Yeah, Miranda Bailey's shit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh... that's it. No, 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 no. There's more. Uh, Derek's sister. Um, oh yeah. Uh, Doctor Shepard. That's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Amelia. Amelia. I like Amelia, and I like Miranda, and I like um, the Karasik. No. You don't like Karasik. The chick who was living in her car when she first started. Oh, Joe. Joe. Yes. Yeah. Those three. Uh, it's funny. They're all women. They're all ball breaking oh, badasses. Okay, but here's my here's my reasoning behind this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're yes, they're all ball breaking badasses. I like mean ladies. No, no, no. But uh, that show is created by a woman who I assume understands how to be a presence in a room and yeah. be a forceful person. I based on all of the shows of hers that we have been in love with i would say she she either is that way outwardly or 
or feels that way internally. And so the characters that she creates that will be the most authentic will be that way. Yeah. That's why. Absolutely. Christina Yang was much more of a relatable person than. uh, Which is funny because they were trying to make her unrelatable and cold. Yeah. But she was a much more realistic and relatable person than than Gray or friggin. Yeah. And what? Why does? Why are we talking about this? I don't know. You got me started. <laughs> Listen, one of the conceits for this show, uh-huh. in my mind, when we started, yeah, was that it was kind of gonna be a couple of people sitting around having a conversation about the things they just watched. Yeah, well, okay, yes, I fully agree with that. However, this whole year, you've been reeling me in. You only let me go crazy on and off on tangents on the TV show weeks. Yeah, well. You're, you very much like all of your rules and your patterns and, 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 and you're very strict about it. I mean, you're nice about it, but you're very, very strict about it. So it just feels weird that you're letting me continue to talk. About things that have nothing to do with Marvel. Well, yeah, but also people care more about your opinion than mine. I don't think that that's true. More I, of your people listen to this podcast than my people. Well, seeing as we don't have a lot of feedback on the show, the only feedback we have really is from from Gina and Lissa. And I haven't heard from Lissa for a while, and I think I'm being a bad friend. But um, actually, I haven't talked to either one of them in a while. Um, I suck at, at being a keeping up with people friend. Um, but, uh, but I, I don't think necessarily, I don't know. I don't Whatever. Think I, just like listening to people cuss and argue. <laughs> I mean, uh, I love true crime, but kind of my favorite part of my favorite murder is, is when they go off on tangents. Yeah. It's like listening to a couple of friends talk. Yeah. that's what I'm, I mean, I was even listening to somebody's podcast a friend's podcast about beer i fucking hate beer but i like listening to them goof off with each other because i was getting socializing without actually having to socialize and it was great yeah (laughs) um they even actually made me want to try beer uh i tried a couple of beers they recommended and still fucking hated it yeah but you know tried anyway Right. So whatever. If we go off on tangents and are totally crazy, I'm only doing this podcast for you. I'm doing this podcast also for you because... Because you want me to like the same thing you do, so it's for you. You have found stories and and plots and characters that you otherwise wouldn't have given a chance. Yeah. That you have... Have already not given a chance previously. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. But the things that I that I like now that I would rewatch are things I already knew about. To be fair, like The Punisher, I saw that movie a long time ago and didn't know it was Marvel, so I didn't have the prejudice. Yeah. And Venom, I watched. Um, Spider Man, I watched because of Laurel. Laurel as an itty bitty. Without, I don't even know if it was with your influence. Um, loved Spider-Man and, you know, Star Wars. And she made me watch it. I would never have watched. Um, but, I mean, and I did like Tobey Maguire. And 
until it was pointed out to me that uh, somebody else was better. <laughs> I didn't know there was a better until I saw the better movie. Yeah. I feel bad about Tobey Maguire because he is a good actor in other things. People, the writing, the writing on that movie sucked. People are petitioning for him to get a fourth movie. Okay, there are people that really love him better than everybody else, and I think it's for nostalgia's sake because yeah. it's not because because you know who I like. Yeah. Yeah, the Spider-Man we like, nobody fucking likes. Nobody. Every time there's a poll, he's dead fucking last. It's because his villains weren't as good. But that was a great... Who gives a shit about the villains? I mean... Because the movie is about the character. Yeah. But... It's not the Sandman movie. I know, but a lot of people who watch these comic book movies watch it for the the action. They want a, a good action movie. Oh, well, forgive me for wanting a movie movie. Yeah. I'm here for a story. If you want to fucking watch people fight, go to a boxing match. Go to the Go to fucking wrestling. Go to the Expendables 14 or whatever. Oh, Jesus Christ. Or Fast okay, 45. See, here's the thing. Oh, God damn. Here's the thing, though. I grew up watching movies like that, but then I grew up and needed something more. Mm. Oh, I love the fuck out of Dirty Harry and... uh. Uh, uh, Beverly Hills Cop and um, like you know not Steven Seagal but Van Damme oh my dad was bonkers about Van Damme and I watched them with him and I love those movies I was never really like, into for the ass kicking well when it comes to Van Damme and guys like him uh, Jackie Chan and those dudes um, the fighting is not about violence it's about it's like a dance yeah they're graceful and incredibly strong, and those guys are actually the ones that are skilled. They brought their skill to the movie, um, and so it was a it, it's like watching um, American Ninja Warrior. I do enjoy that. Yeah, it's it's, but they're not kicking the shit out of somebody. They're like, I don't know. It's it's well, different. And Jackie would use his environment. Oh, I love, I know it's completely out of character, but like when he would grab a towel and just use it for leverage and, and beat the holy fucking shit out of somebody with a hotel towel. Yeah. or that, Like the one that I really remember is the ladder. The ladder. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking it's about. fucking spectacular because it's still a dance. Yeah. Um, And that's what Marvel, it seems like Marvel's trying to do that in some of these movies, but they're, um. Whereas I know that if Jackie Chan's doing it, it's real. You can tell watching a Marvel movie, it's bullshit. Yeah. Like, Jackie Chan has broken every bone in his body twice. Not healthy for him, and and I'm sad for him, but he's authentic. And that's all I'm looking for is authenticity. Yeah. Um, All right. And, you know, but, like, Venom, even though that's, like, completely CGI, it looks and feels authentic. Unlike uh, the Iron Fist bullcrap that they were doing uh, and Daredevil, all of Daredevil. I like Daredevil's fight scenes. Except for the fact that dude actually looks like he's exhausted and he's taking punches. Yeah. The actual fighting that they do looks like bullshit. He's spinning around. The thing is, when I was taught how to fight... I was taught that conservation of energy is the most important thing because you can, a real human can really only fight for like five minutes all out. 
And then you're so exhausted you can't. You end up laying on the floor with the person, whacking a half-dead arm at them. So Not doing a backflip onto him. Yeah, like you're not – nobody is ever going to do a backflip in order to kick somebody. You just kick them. The shortest line between A and B. Yeah. Just, you know, and it's, you know, it just feels unrealistic. Okay. Are there any of the characters that you actually want to explore? (sighs) No, because there wasn't really any character development going on. They were all just children. Even the adults were acting childish and impulsive. There was no maturity, no growth that I, I mean, that I, that's jumping out at me. Um, my opinion on the alien guy, uh, did change a smidge. Um, a dying made Victor a better guy, but I'm extremely suspicious of this because, um, because that's how the, um, the cycle goes. Yeah. That he's he's nice and loving, but as soon as he gets into a deep project, he's going to turn abusive and evil again. Well, it doesn't help that he got inhabited by one of the aliens, also. Well, yeah, now he's all wackadoo, but for like not the same kind of wackadoo. Yeah. Uh, but I I expect, and so did his wife, uh, Ever Carradine, um, did a really good job. There was a one thing in particular that happened, uh, where he started to feel like he was getting a little volcanic. And she flinched because she thought he was going to deck her. It was very small. And he didn't deck her. He did not react. Uh, she broke something. And he did yeah. not react to it the way she thought he was going to. And you could see that. That's because he was currently not himself. He was currently the alien. Fair. And and I don't know how he would have reacted without the alien. Well, we know how he would because after that scene... Right, he smashes a few things too, and then they go off screen to to have sex. Yeah, and when they come back out of that, he's returned to his body and he's pissed off that the lab is trashed. Okay, yes, but one, any scientist would be pissed his lab was trashed and it was just left that way, and that's upsetting. Two, he also just got inhabited by an alien that's doing God knows what to him, and he's like alien rape hungover. Yeah. Uh, and, and three, he's losing time and that would make anybody freak out because his first thought is I'm dying of that tumor. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that amount of anger was like a normal person amount of anger. It's just on him. That anger is extra scary because you know where that anger has gone before. Yeah. But you notice that anger didn't, it didn't get abusive in that moment. And he didn't have Drusilla to calm him down. You're funny. Um, but but so his personality has changed. It's not just the alien, but as Ever Carradine's character knows, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. Like he hasn't done the love, like his version of love bombing is just being a normal person, which is unusual because normally when you have like an abusive cycle, there's like love bombing is like flowers and candy and like. Lots of physicality and, and smoochies and, and stuff. Um, I don't know if his brand is different or the writers of this show have never been in an abusive relationship, but either way, it, it like, it's, it's like when you hear the dun, 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 and then you don't hear the rest of it and it drives you crazy. 
his not doing the full loop is is making it feel wrong. Okay. It it very much stands out that he either hasn't brought any flowers and done any love bombing, or that he hadn't just gone ahead and straight back to smacking people around. Excuse me. He hasn't gone straight back into smacking people around. So it feels like he is a time bomb. Okay. I am, yeah. Yeah, which makes me nervous anytime you see him on the screen. Um, just trying to think of. I mean, I, I really. You know, whiny teenagers, and yeah. The only real character changes were because aliens jumped into people, so. Yeah. No, I don't think there's anybody that I really want to. No. We didn't I, talk about the, the stranger that comes in to the mansion and then all of a sudden has like all kinds of food for the kids. Yeah. Turns out he was in the same lab explosion as the little girl, uh, the youngest. Yes, Molly. Molly. Um, and so he has it, powers. Yes, he, he and he also can't age, or he de-aged. He aged much slower. It would be extremely slower by because his, he looks like a teenager. Yeah, by because of his use of the rocks as a topical ointment he crushes them and rubs them into his skin yeah to get the super strength which is really reminding me of the book i'm reading right now where they have this thing called ruby that if you take it it makes you super um um it has that same kind of vibe where you're just like temporarily super because why it was like exposed to the spaceship a bunch yeah or it was Part of the hull of the spaceship, maybe? Which doesn't make any sense at all whatsoever. Because it's not, But they were rocks. It wasn't part of the spaceship. The spaceship outside was gooey. Yeah, because they were talking about it was an organic But So spaceship. like 10 years ago, Molly's parents had a hold of these rocks that were magic rocks because they were touching the goo on the outside of the spaceship. But that was 10 years ago, so why haven't they gotten the spaceship out yet? Because they drilled a borehole down and got some of the rocks. And then realized that there was a fault line and they got killed because they wanted to stop it. Well, did they realize there was a fault line? Because yes. there was no fault line at the end of the I, show. The, the, <sighs> I feel like that was a story you told yourself. No, no, this is the story they told me. Okay. Sure. That fault line went somewhere then. Yeah. The speaking speaking of which, this week the guy that um discovered plate tectonics died. Oh. So a random tidbit. Um the other interesting thing that happened this season is all of the drama in the uh the Scientology church. Uh I don't know if you can call it that. You don't want to get sued. You know the... I can't say that. Never mind. I was about to tell you tidbits, but then I would just get stalked, and I don't want that. Um, so... Those people don't let go of things. Episode 8 is where we get the flashback to uh, Jonah meeting up with a guy who's preaching some <laughs> light and energy weirdness, uh-huh. and then uses that... We, we watch as he builds a church off of that. 
so after he dies, the the mom, uh, Carolina's mom, Leslie Dean, who Jonah met as a child and decided Ew. was going to be the one to give him a kid. Ew. Um, she decides that the church is bullshit. Well, I mean, I feel like she knew that the whole time. Um, and she's going to burn it down. But her husband, the actor. She did this wrongly. Like, she did this in a way where she thought she was all powerful and truly never understood the power of this church. Yeah. Because this church does not belong to the leader of the church. No. I don't think it has for a long time. These people are batshit fucking crazy. No. Um, and she she thought she had way more power than she did. And this her, was the best part of the show, actually, and we haven't even talked about it yet. I'll and, shut up. You talk. Yeah, so her husband, who has taken over the leadership of the church so she could search for the kids more. The failed actor boy. The failed actor, yeah. He uh, decides he's not letting go of all this power. And... When she says she's going to burn it down, he gets two of the most faithful followers. Which turn out to be, took me way too long to realize, those were the two chicks that the daddy of the church were sleeping with. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't make that connection. When when um, Jonah came into the room and those two girls were next to dad in the bed. Okay. And when uh, uh, Joan was like, hey, I'm the magic golden boy you've been looking for. Yeah. Yeah, those two old ladies were the chicks he was diddling. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. They actually did a really good job. Uh, I don't know if they de-aged those ladies or if they just found people that looked remarkably like them. Um, because that one lady had a very distinct um, face. And you could tell that that's who they were supposed to be. Yeah, so he uh, decides with their help that he's going to uh, wrest control of the church completely and put her through some re-indoctrination. This is hysterical. What better revenge on a person for being the horrible person that they've been than to put them through their own fucking program? And when the... When the easy indoctrination program doesn't work, he takes her out to a desert camp for like intensive pray away the gay kind of reindoctrination. Well, this was some kind of prison camp or something because there were people there that were not allowed to be there, not allowed to leave, and had been there for years. And they 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 don't get to have names. No, this is like red flag. Yeah, this is like super culty bad. And if she didn't know about this place, then she definitely hasn't actually been the leader. Yeah. Uh, turns out that the head chick in charge of brainwashing people there mm. is her mom. Yeah, her actual biological mother that yeah. she thought had abandoned her. Yeah, hadn't abandoned her. Her mom's when when her mom found out that Jonah wanted that preteen to be his future baby mama, she's like, no, that shit's not going to happen, and they sent her out to the desert to be reconditioned. 
Oh, and they brainwiped her so thoroughly. They brainwash her so thoroughly that when she does come back into herself, it's not believable. No. There's no way you get knocked out of I'm C-3PO to, oh, wait, no, I'm Susan. I kept waiting for her to flip. Yeah. Um, There's no way that was realistic. But so fucking Carolina and her friends decide they're going to go save her mom from this camp. Why? Tell me why. I don't know. If their church was so great, because she still talks in that same language. If her church was so great, then what's the problem with her mom getting reconditioned? And if it isn't great, if this is a prison sentence, what better punishment for your mass murderer mom? Yeah, that's where I'm confused. But no, she's going to save her from this place and ends up like glowing and levitating in front of all of the uh, the camp parishioners. Did you catch before this that the only thing she could manipulate was electricity? No. So randomly, haha, you can't open this plain old wooden door because it's not got electricity. No, because the first she, time that's been mentioned. Yeah, no, she's levitating and whatever, and throwing force bolts, what, whatever. Yeah, she could have, she could have blown up the door. And by the way, I would have been out of that fucking little storage building so fast. Yeah. You can see the light in the cracks where they didn't build it very well. You just sit on your bum, take your legs, which are the most powerful muscles in your whole body. You double kick the fucking wall until it falls apart. It's literally plywood. Yeah. That is it's such a little kid thing to not even try to break out. Probably held in by like nine penny nails. Even if they're ten penny nails, you can still kick them out. <laughs> Seriously, though. I'm pretty sure ten penny nails are smaller than nine penny. I think it's like gauge in the bigger the number, the smaller the nail. Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. It's how much they cost. No. Yes. No. I'm telling you. No, it's a measurement of size. It's because of how much they cost. No. Yeah, but it's in reverse. The bigger the number, the smaller the nail, so it's not got anything to do with price. Pause for Googling. Let me know. Each higher number in the penny system represents a quarter inch length increase. Okay, so they are bigger the higher the number? Okay. The only thing is, when you look that up, it's a penny system. 2D, which you think it'd be two penny, but no, it says 2D equals one inch. 6D equals two inches. Okay, so are we recording again? Yeah. Uh, Go ahead and tell everybody what we found out. You just did. Oh, did we? I thought you paused so that you could cut out the part where you were wrong and I was right. No, I don't mind being wrong. Okay. But you also weren't right. It has yes, nothing it to do with the cost. Well, it started out being a system. I am not reading this whole Google thing. Okay. I'm just telling you the part where you're wrong. Okay. Then it's not like gauge where the higher the number, the no, smaller. No, a nine penny nail would be less, would be easier to pull out because that's like a, a quarter, quarter inch of an inch shorter. shorter than a ten penny nail. Yeah. Okay. So, thank you very much. Okay. Between the two of us, one of our daddies taught us how to build shit, and the other one did not. Okay. Anyhow, so she glows up, and uh, 
shows herself. Up. That's not what glow up means. <laughs> That's literally what she did. <laughs> in front of all of these brainwashed parishioners or in the process of being brainwashed parishioners. Uh, and so dude uh, who was trying to take over the church was there. And he's like, no, she's a false messiah. We got to take them back in, re-imprison them. He's an idiot, too. He should have known as soon as she started floating in the air and glowing that he had lost. There's no way you're going to show literal magic to a bunch of religious freaks. (laughs) And they're not immediately going to start following the magic. Yeah. The whole cult is about magic glowy shit. They're, even their levels of whatever, it has to do with, like, brightness. Like, ultra and, and extra ultra and super ultra and whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like, you're ultra magic-y. You're ultra shiny. Yeah, so mom wants to use this opportunity to burn down the church, but grandma is like, no, 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 we can't burn it down. No, because if you do that, they'll just pop up somewhere else. But they do take uh, actor boy and throw him in a box and he's now a heretic uh-huh and you know what we do with heretics re-educate them yeah apparently or do we put a face mask on him and let the rats eat his face wrong book no i, th- I think it's a good book <laughs> it's a good i think that's a good solution in this situation yeah um yeah, see, what there are actual former cults and current cults that have changed their identity from a religious organization to a uh, capitalist organization. Like uh, a silverware company that I'm not going to name started out as a way for the cult to make money so that they could continue their cultish ways, and now has turned into... Um, a silverware company that is so popular that I guarantee you, if you look in your uh, silverware drawer, the name on your spoon is going to be this company. Um, so it's possible that instead of burning the church down and guaranteeing that some of these guys are going to go out in the desert and do an even worse cult, um, you can have control over the crazy and turn it into... A, a group of, of cultish people uh, who, like, the next generation could be less religious and more fixing things. Okay. You just make them super zealous about saving homeless kids. They've already got that stuff in place. Yeah. You know they only did the homeless camps and the, the food and stuff so they could steal kids to murder. Sure. But they could turn it into an actual good organization. Um and then the next, like, you just have a system where the kids that you rescue become the next generation of helpers. And then there's not a religious element with them. And then it turns into a legit organization. Mm-hmm. And then you could actually genuinely be doing the things that everyone thought they were doing. That's a nice dream. Yeah, well, I mean, if the kids... If the parents had just communicated to the kids what they wanted the whole time instead of, like, freaking out and screaming in their general direction. Yeah. And the kids had half a fucking brain amongst them uh, that's not just straight-up book smarts, then they would realize that they could take over 
and do it their way, problem solved. Any other plot points or characters you want to highlight? No, God forbid you get me sent off on another tangent. I've been talking way too much this episode. That's all right. You liked this show way more than I did. All right. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it based on this episode of the podcast, though. It really doesn't. But the, the, I do enjoy actually having some meat. If it's going to be a crappy show or if there are going to be things that I'm annoyed at, at least they've given me things with meat that I can chew on. Okay. Um, and that's better than just being like the new version of Charmed. Any connections to outside uh, shows? There was, because I looked at you and said, there's your connection, but I didn't write it down. I know we there saw was a mention. We saw rocks on on the side yes, of one thing, but there was, was another one. Um, I honestly don't remember what it was. Um, my, ne- my notebook had gone AWOL temporarily, and I, I didn't write it down. I really suck at taking notes for the uh, TV shows because there's there's so much. Okay. Well it's, then, it's been years since I've had to consistently take notes, and I don't know how to do it anymore. My brain's gone a little moosh. Well, then we'll wrap up the season. Um, Whatever you want, dear. The the parents do an all-out war. By this point, um, the boy with the uh, electro, Spike's kids, the boy with the electro gloves yeah. has gone home. Although he left the electro gloves to Alex. Yeah. Um, he's gone home, and they're trying to incorporate him into the the pride. Um. No, he only went back because his dad told him he was dying, which isn't true. Um, and I feel bad for him because I, he was he thought he was doing the right thing, but at the same time he he went back because oh, daddy's dying, but daddy's a mass murderer. Yeah. So I don't know how those two things. Like if I found out my dad was a mass murderer, I'm out. I, we have a burn pile, and everything I have that he even looked at gets burnt. It, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, Dale, the the biologist dad, kidnaps his daughter in the dinosaur and decides to go running. So they're, they're on a road trip to elsewhere. Running from Stacy. Because uh, Stacy all of a sudden is scary. Yeah, because she's got an alien in her. Uh, Spike. I think he would have noticed. I, I he was, started uh, catching on. Yeah, but I was really laughing about this because, like, if a man got inhabited by an alien and started acting weird, his wife would know immediately that that wasn't him and something was wrong. But a guy, he he's just like, oh, honey, I think you're on your period. <laughs> Uh, because he's he's like he has no fucking idea that that woman he is talking to not wearing her glasses. Yeah, that's a big hint. Ordering him to get in the kitchen and make him a sandwich. That was motherfucking hilarious. <laughs> but but it didn't occur to him like weird shit's going on and maybe you should pay attention. Your wife is acting not herself. Yeah, not until she like concussed their daughter did he clue in. 
Well, he didn't even clue in that she might be inhabited by an alien. He just clued in that she's got PMS. <laughs> she's dangerous right now, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, That's par for the course. Jonah has inhabited uh, Spike, uh, Victor Stein. Which is not... Are we sure that's him? Yeah. He because reveals that it's him. I honestly thought that it was going to be... Uh, Anna and what's her name's mom, the witch. Yeah, no, that's, that's who had it. Been, I know he wants the science, but as far as in charge and personality wise, I would have picked her. That's Jonah's alien wife that has inhabited Nico's mom. Oh, well, clearly she's a boss bitch too. Yeah. Uh, and there's one more alien who may have inhabited one of the kids and that's left as a cliffhanger. Yeah, it's really not that exciting. Um, and they've got basically all of uh, the Stein's family in a in jars getting ready to eat them. Well, no, they, I'm sorry. They've got uh, Victor's wife. Yeah. They've got Carolina. Yeah, it, all of a sudden she's. Not important anymore. He's willing to eat his daughter, yeah. Um, in in these stasis tubes, ready to eat them when they get hungry. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, way to, I mean, like, you establish motivations and then you just throw them away. That's definitely how you write a TV show. Yeah, Alex gets his parents arrested. Uh you know what? No. They got themselves arrested. They shoved guns in his face. Yeah. Well, he fired a gun off and threw that gun into their car and then called the cops. Yes. But they had guns. They were doing illegal activities and they were doing illegal activities while black. Uh, for all he knows, they're going to get shot. Like he, this kid doesn't care about the consequences. Yeah. There was vague mention of the danger of calling the cops on black folks. Vague mention. Um, he really had no idea what that outcome was going to be. But they did that to themselves. If they hadn't been there trying to track him down and shoot him. Well, and continually framing various people for murders. Oh, man. Are they not the worst fucking people ever? Like the husband... Uh, or maybe she did all of that framing all along, but he he knew it happened, so yeah. he didn't stop it. They're actually, without the alien storyline, they're actually evil motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what do you want from season three? I... Uh, I don't know, because... I'm guessing that the alien's goal here is going to be to use the genius boy's brain to build a new ship so they can go home. Okay. That has been their whole goal. If they change that goal now, it would be really disingenuous. Yeah, um, I mean, the only other goal is to stay and conquer the planet, right? Yeah, but you can't conquer the planet with just them. Even, like, Alexander the Great and Hitler couldn't do it. These guys aren't going to do it. It's not possible. So far as I know, Alexander the Great couldn't, like, 
light himself up and levitate. I mean, we don't know that. I said so far Joan, as I know. Joan Vark could. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a terrible joke. Other I'm people sorry. lit Other her people up. lit her up. Yes. <laughs> Too soon, Stacy. You can't say stuff like that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I talk shit about your French ancestors. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it's still funny, though. <laughs> oh, God. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't give a crap what he can glow on. You know why? Because allegedly there are defenders and superheroes. Yeah. They would take this dude out in a heartbeat if only they knew he existed. And like, is there, are there any superheroes in the Marvel universe in California? In the, yes. Well, not in the comic books, Jeremiah. No, 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 no. Um, depending on which universe we're talking about. Oh my God. You know, the universe we're talking about in the MCU. Yeah. I don't think we've seen anybody. Um, I know Venom's out in California. Well, Venom is an alien. He's not. He's not going to care about saving the world. Um, but he's Sony. Okay. My brain doesn't care what company owns his yeah, story. Most of the MCU heroes are in the New York area. Yeah. The, the whole Avengers group. It's a weird place for them to be, honestly. No, it's not. That's where the bullpen was. That's where Marvel. That's that's where Stan and Steve no, and mean, all like, went fuck, to work. Fuck the real world. Why wouldn't they? They were drawing the world outside their window. Well, I guess. I guess. It's not a very good place for superheroes to hide, though. But anyway. uh, I mean, I guess they are pretty self-centered. They only do... They either save the world or save New York. There's really no run into California to save it. Yeah, I mean, the comics try. They've got the West Coast Avengers and the Great Lakes Avengers. Alpha Flight was in Canada. Excalibur was out in England. I literally just asked you. I know, I'm just saying. Who's in California? The great, uh, the the West Coast Avengers. They were some real B-listers, C-listers okay. even. Never mind. I, I haven't you, got you're not, their, you, you're not understanding yet. what I'm asking, I guess. I don't know that, besides Venom, I don't know that there's anybody out in California right now. Oh, okay. Um, Why does that cat always look like she's plotting murder? She's such a sweet baby, and she literally, she just looked at me like she was going to bite my head off. Yeah. So what's the best part of the season? Um, uh, Mom getting (laughs) re-educated. That whole, the, the, the absolute hilarity of her railing against her own machine. The futility of it. Because... This is that's not how I would do it. Me, I would have walked in and been like, "Oh, blessed is the fruit. Behold his noodly appendage." La la la. And then I would have slowly picked that motherfucking church to pieces and like sent people on missions to Timbuktu and whatever the fuck. And then just when they came back, there wouldn't be anything there, right? But she's all 
this is bullshit. You're all a cult, and I'm going to kill you all, and uh, fuck off back to real life now. And they're like, <laughs> we're going to re-educate you, and, and now we've taken over. She's an idiot. Yeah. And, and there's nothing better than giving someone a dose of their own fucking medicine. Her... Her, like, yelling all the way through, my name is blah, blah, blah. What what the fuck is her name? Oh, I just said it. Carolina's mom. Carolina's mom. Let me re-find her. We've watched two seasons of this, and their names are not sticking. No, they're Leslie. Leslie. Because, you know why? They don't say their names a bunch. Jonah's no. name is the only one that gets said more than once. Yeah, and, and I was calling him Cole the entire time, so yeah. it didn't help. Leslie. Leslie. She's running around screaming, my name is Leslie. I'm not a number. You can't do this to me. Blah, 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 blah. And that's just fucking hysterical. Yeah. Because that's not how you do that. No. This is This is a woman that's never had to be subservient to anyone. Yep. Um, and as a woman, one of the first things you learn, even, even as a small child, is to appear to be subservient while you are burning the world down behind men's backs. I mean, we've been doing it for generations upon generations since the patriarchy popped up. Um, and she, I mean, if she'd had half a brain, she could have gotten through there with no problem at all whatsoever. She could have burnt the whole fucking thing down. But they wanted to name her C-3PO and, um, and re-educate her. I can't imagine what the re-education process would have been because, like, if you are a skeptical mind, you can't really be it, it just re-educated. Like, it's torture and... Uh, control until Stockholm Syndrome kicks in. I just find it extremely difficult to believe that anybody could torture me into genuinely believing. No, but you know what they can do is they can torture you into pretending you believe long enough that that shit becomes muscle memory. No, that's not how my brain, that's not how my specific ADHD brain works. Okay. Because like I told you before, if I'm in a situation where someone's going to torture me, before they touch me, because I hear you already know the process, right? Yeah. I'm going to say, no, I'm not going to tell you the info. And then you're going to take off all my fingers and toes and cut off my ears and shit. And then I'm going to tell you. So why would I go through all that pain? I could just fucking tell you. Yeah. No, so I'm going to tell you what you want to know before you even touch me. Yeah. we. I mean, we've talked about this. Everyone has a breaking point. So we're just going to go ahead and skip finding mine. Yeah. Well, I don't think I had a breaking point because since I know what the progress, the progression of the situation is, if I'm putting up with any pain at all whatsoever, if you hurt me even a little bit, I now will never tell you. If I've decided I'm not going to tell you, I will never tell you. No, you will. Everybody no, has a breaking no, no. point. I, 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 I would be willing to go through a torture process to prove it to you because that's how stubborn I am. <laughs> um, because if I, like I said, if I don't want to be tortured, I'll tell you straight away. You don't have to fucking hurt me. But if I've decided to let you hurt me, that I will never tell you. Okay. Because if you've cut off my toe and then I tell you the truth, I lost my toe for no fucking reason. 
Yeah. No, I got you. So I'm about to lose everything, I, and there ain't nothing you can do about it because I will fucking lie through my teeth to the very last breath. Okay. I. I you, you you clearly have not been married long enough to me to understand how stubborn I am, because once I have made a decision, that's it. I've already decided I don't want to get tortured, so I just fucking tell. There ain't nobody I'm that loyal to. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well. Like, don't tell me you murdered somebody. This, I'm telling. This is all hypothetical. It may or may not have been or will be hypothetical. I am not an international spy, and I have not been trained how to resist torture. Okay. Um, I'm just saying I ain't doing it. Um, <clears throat> just I handle that the same way I handle um blackmail. You can't blackmail me if I don't give a fuck. People have actually tried twice in work. <laughs> Ask them. Anywho, what was the worst part of the season? Every time the parents got together in the same room in order to deliver a soliloquy, Uh and you could watch them step forward, say their line, and step back. Like, it was atrocious. I don't understand why... That in particular bugged you because that's literally what. Uh, it was so blatant this this show. It was like a boy band who wanted to make sure that all five singers got to say their equal amount of lines. Okay, but that's what boring. every show does. Like sometimes I know. somebody interrupts somebody else, but they don't ever cross talk. They every TV show does that. It I was, don't understand why this one was so it blatant. Was super blatant and. Annoying as fuck. I feel like now that you've seen that, you've broken the the glass ceiling, and now you're never not going to be able to see it again. That's every show. Every single show. And especially the shows where they're saying expert exposition that everybody in the room Oh, yeah. I mean, I've always been mad at, like, CSI, where this expert is explaining to the other expert the thing that he learned in friggin' freshman year. Well, see, it's not believable to you, but it is believable to women, because that's... Sure. That is so totally what happens to us all the time. Six people are all explaining, like, they're, they're all taking part, like, a hive mind. Yeah. Taking each sentence in a row yeah. in turn. Well, but. No, just have one of them speak for the group. But no, see, people really do do that, though. Like, if you are a group of people talking to. we, You and I have actually literally done this unrehearsed to our children. When we were mad at them and we were lecturing them about their behavior, we have literally finished each other's sentences and taken turns telling them what's up. Uh, it was annoying the spot. I'm, I'm just saying that that's. It was bad. It was. It was. I, I saw the writers' room. I don't understand what, in particular, about that really bugged you because I've seen that a million times it, before. It didn't help that most of them were acting below their acting level. Most of those. Most of those people that I've seen in other things were better than that. Yeah, I agree with that. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, it didn't um, it didn't jump out at me as as much as it did you. All right, this, I think this it's just normal. This makes twenty six seasons under our belt. Jesus fucking Christ! Where does it land on the list? <sighs> I don't know. 
I have a love-hate relationship going here. Oh. Uh, first I have to find the fucking... Seasonal list? Yeah, I don't know why I'm having such a hard... I never see it. You need to give it a colored background. I'll show you that later. Okay. Um... I don't know. It's somewhere around season one, I guess. Where? You rated it a lot higher than I did. Yeah, well. Yeah, that is. I um, I don't think it was. Why is it above Agent Carter? Agent Carter was. You really liked the first season. And Agent well, Carter was kind of shell. Because I rated it higher than Iron Fist. I did not rate it higher than everything below Iron Fist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, it. I'm looking at these one at a time. Yeah. Because if I look at the whole case, the whole, the whole list, it's still it's better than Iron Fist one because I don't like Iron Fist one very much. Okay, we. I liked it better than I thought I would, which is why it got a higher ranking. Okay, than it ignore needed. Iron Fist. Call Iron Fist an aberration. I do not think that this season was. Better than Agent Carter one. Better than Agent Carter. I. It's not better than Agents of Shield. Better than Luke Cage though, season two. Luke Cage season two. We put that fairly high up. Yeah, it's right below Agents of Shield three. You think it's better than Agents season of Shield? Shield two was not that great of a season, no. but Agents of Shield three it was coming into his own and, and was better. Okay, so uh, so I'd put it between Agents of Shield three and Luke Cage two. I'm okay with that, I guess. I don't like Luke Cage. I it, don't like this boring. show. But well, where would you put it? I'd put it down like Defenders Legion level, quite frankly. Well, I'd put this above Daredevil season one for sure. I mean, if you wanted to go. Ooh. No, I no, I still I I I stick with what I say because uh, Luke Cage is lesser than that. Defenders One is lesser than that. Legion is sure as fuck lesser. Okay. Agents of Shield season two was caca. It was. It, it was, was slow and weird, and Luke Cage I don't like, so I'm sticking with that. That's that's where I'm drawing the line. That makes this season fifteen of twenty six, and I'm I'm okay with it. Yeah. Middle of the road. Middle of the road. It wasn't a great season. It wasn't bad. I mean, I just this show as a whole, I feel like, once we've watched the last season, this show as a whole, I feel like will leave us with a better taste in our mouths than, like, Luke Cage. Okay. Um, Luke Cage is the exact same story every season. As, as, the, law. as the shows get uh, all wrapped up, yeah. All of them, and we transition into everything as a Marvel team, an MCU show. Yeah. Uh, we will look at these shows as a full package. Well, then that that list will greatly change then. Yeah. Um, Aces of Shield beats most. Well, we will have those discussions. Well, I've already decided. As the time comes. Mm, okay. What it's time for is to begin saying goodbye to our friends for the week.
What are you talking about? Next, you have to tell me what the fuck we're watching. Yes. This week. Yes. Which is? We're watching a movie. I think you need to speak louder. We're watching a movie this week Uh for Marvel Movie Night, which is always a good thing. No, that is a lie. It is not always a good thing. Uh, At least I know from this point on, they're mostly better movies. Yes. This week, we are going to find out who Nick Fury paged as he was fading out of existence. Oh, yeah. We're getting the movie where everybody comes back. No. What do you mean, no? We're going to go back in time a little bit. Fucking shit. What do you mean? We're going back in time. We're getting an origin story from, I believe, the 80s. What movie is this? Captain Marvel. Oh, fuck. It's not the movie I want. Never mind. You you had me excited for a second. (laughs) God damn it, man. What could possibly come next but the future? Not the past. We gotta we gotta roll back time. Captain Marvel, I really only remember very vaguely. It's the blonde chick, right? And we're in the eighties, I think. Yep. Um. We're gonna get young Nick Fury. Who looks exactly the same as old Nick Fury, only with both eyes. <laughs> we're gonna find out how he lost his eye, actually. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> That's an orange cat, isn't it? I don't remember what color the cat is. I I'm going I'm gonna bet you five bucks that it's an orange cat because those guys are dumbass chaos agents. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's a thing. Okay. Uh, if you don't know it's a thing, you're not a cat owner. Um, I do remember very vaguely a couple of bits and pieces from the movie, and I know I liked it. Um, I I did pay attention to this movie because it's a female origin story. So it's lacking a lot of stupidity. I may be prejudiced. I don't know. I can't imagine why I would be. We're going to get introduced to Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Captain Marvel. Sure. We're going to learn about the Skrulls. Which are an alien race. Are an alien race, yep. Who are Which, uh, okay, pronounce the word better. S-K-R-U-L-L. That is... Skrull. Okay, I did not need you to spell it, smartass. I wanted you to well, say it. Well, it helps. Because it sounds like you're saying scroll. The scroll are shape-shifting aliens who are at war with the Kree, who you remember... Yeah. From, like, Thor bullcrap. From Thor, from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they're the ones, they're the big blue aliens who are giving all these people powers. The big blue alien from um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with the the weird Romanesque. Yeah. They have a very Roman vibe. Um, Okay, well, I mean, at least this is going to be enjoyable. I think so. I don't know that I want to watch it twice this week, though, honestly. I don't think I can handle it anymore because uh, I know I said I, w- I was willing to watch twice so that we could enjoy one and then take notes on the other. But um, if we if we don't take notes on the first one, the second one, I'm like falling asleep during because I've already seen it. It's making me very sleepy. And I know that's annoying to you, but like hmm. if we we can watch it twice, if we take notes on the first one or I take notes on the first one. You don't have to take notes on the first one. Okay. 
I I don't care. It's just the second one I'm I'm like zonking out on. I I'll watch it myself for enjoyment and then we'll take oh, whatever notes. whatever you want to do. Okay. Uh, I'm just I'm not like if we're watching it first for fun, I am not able to pay enough attention on the second one to take the notes. I, I've been sucking at it like really hard. And then you don't want to talk about it. Yeah, because I'm fucking bored. The story's boring now. Yeah. It's too much. We we, I, we do need to, for Infinity War, we need to do a double watch. Okay. It's I'm a not... big one. Sure. All right. Well, uh, you probably didn't pay money to watch this season. I'm going to guess not. Uh, and for <laughs> that. You're not going to now either. For that, buy yourself some ice cream. But. Drop us a line anyway and say hi. And uh, recommend us to friends and, and family and strangers on the train. Uh, and if you write in another language, we do have access to uh, translating uh, software. So tell us in Spanish how much you think we're dumb. Yes. Or the smartest people in the whole world. And you totally agree with us. That's fine, too. <laughs> now, we're, um, we're on Facebook, Marvel Movie Night and if you're podcast. A- yeah, and if you're a member of a cult, tell us how uh, awesome or horrible that is. I think maybe we'll just not invite that energy into this. Okay. I don't. I don't like that. Fine. If you're a member of a cult, then get out of it and watch more Marvel. Yeah, sure. Because definitely cults let you watch Marvel movies where they teach you about being different is good. <laughs> I don't think so, Tim. And meet us back here next week for Captain Marvel. Not for Captain Marvel. For Marvel Movie Night. Where we'll watch Captain Marvel. Sure. It'll be double Marvel. It'll be marvelous. (laughs) Cut.